Welcome to Behavioral Health Today, a podcast brought to you by the Triad Network. This podcast is designed to share trending topics occurring within the world and our communities and bring them a behavioral and mental health perspective. Welcome to Behavioral Health Today. I'm your host, Dr. Erin Elmore. My guest today is Joshua Sam Miller. Joshua is a multidisciplinary artist, environmentalist, and conscious entrepreneur on a mission to connect people to the natural world through immersive art. Recently, he has been an advocate for the importance of ocean conservation through Sounds of the Ocean, which is an immersive, mindful experience that blends the arts and sciences to connect with marine life through sound. Joshua has committed himself to music as his primary expression since 2018, and his music is inspired by the lineages of Nada Yoga, Afro-Cuban rhythm, Indian Raga, Jewish and Sufi mysticism, and jazz, with the goal of creating immersive content to support healthy lives and inspire meaningful action. Today, we're going to be talking with Joshua about environmental mindfulness and nature's connection to our humanity. Very interesting topic. Very excited to have you here with us. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Good. Well, there's so much to dive into here. As we start, maybe just let us know a little bit about what brought you into the work you're doing right now around ocean conservation and integrating that with music. So interesting. Sure. That's a great place to start. I was um, living in California for a couple of years and soaking up both the incredible talent of musical inspiration that exists out west, as well as the natural environment living so close to the ocean. I was teaching some yoga classes on sound as a mindful practice. And one day a gentleman came into one of the classes and said he really liked the music and he thinks that I might enjoy listening and working with recordings of whales and dolphins. And it turns out that he was Dr. John Ryan, who worked at the Monterey Bay Aquatic Research Institute. No way. Wow. Santa Cruz, California. Moss Landing, actually. And I went over to his office and listened to a handful of selection recordings that he had prepared and was just completely blown away by what it sounds like underwater. And I had a lot of personal connection to the sea already, was a scuba diver in my younger days and a surfer in this part of my life. So I I was already connected to that natural environment, but it really wasn't until I heard the recordings that I said, aha, there there could be something here. Interesting. I was completely inspired in that moment to, to just explore what we could create with this approach of making music for both people's well-being and mental wellness, as well as ocean sound and bringing yeah. in that, that element. For, for the audience that may have never thought about whale or dolphin sounds, can you describe what overcame you in that moment when you heard them for the first time? Sure, absolutely. I actually, I liken some of the experience to that of feeling an earthquake, to be honest, okay. because I heard the blue whales and blue whales emit this extremely low frequency. And John had a very big subwoofer that we were able to listen to them through. So the entire room was vibrating and a little bit shaking. So I immediately was like, what's that? Is that what we're listening to? Or is there an earthquake? And being <laughs> in East Coaster moving to California, you know, you're still not really sure when things are, are shaking or not. True. And he said, no, that's the whale. So This was my first reaction, honestly. And of course, then when we started working with them in concerts, we always made sure that the volume 
of those blue whales especially are very low so that people don't have any fear or anything. But it was so powerful, I tell you that, you know, it it took me to an immersive experience before that became a real buzzword, you know? And mm -hmm. it it was just completely overwhelming. Yeah. Wow. So interesting. I imagine it was overwhelming. So if I understand right, that sort of sparked your journey to create your own music, right? You're not just using whale sounds, you're integrating different types of music together and creating your own. I mean, I listed off different inspirations that you had, but maybe give us a description of how do you think of your music? Oh, uh, sure. It's always so hard to, to describe, but as a multi-instrumentalist, I like to take people on a journey, a journey both through different instruments, different sounds, and within themselves. And... I found that the whales and the dolphins were excellent, excellent, excellent lead singers of our band. And I started to use these recordings, really approaching it that way, to let them have the space to really say what they have to say. And my role as an accompanist is to support that. So this was the foundation of pretty much the entire musical composition that's now in Sounds of the Ocean. And in addition to that, I wanted to choose instruments that somehow represent the element of water or physically come from the ocean. So mm -hmm. most of the concerts start out with a conch shell being the first sound that people hear. That is a North Atlantic shell. That was something I found while doing a immersion training in Poland. And I was very inspired to think of what can we create sound-wise that, that comes from the sea. That was one example. I also use an African water drum that is a giant gourd that sits in a bucket of water. And if you've never heard that instrument before, it is absolutely beautiful and a very low frequency bass drum. So I'm using that as kind of the kick drum in the show and giving that grounding and that real low frequency energy to the experience. And actually chose to record the sound of that instrument using a hydrophone inside the bucket of water. Mm -hmm. So as if you were underneath it, that's what it would sound like. Wow, that's cool. And on that note, you've generously shared your music with us. We'd like to share a little bit of that with our listeners. Thank you. 
Thank you. Yeah. So I was inspired really by the element of water to create music that would be restorative for people to receive. That was also a focus, you know, of how can we make this an experience that really just allows people to relax and let go of something that is maybe a bit stressful. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me, I've heard certain frequencies have different effects on literally our brain waves and our mood and our emotion. And I believe that's what you're, you know, speaking about. So is there a way that you measure or do you have like a technique that you use to say, okay, this particular whale sound elicits this response in people and this conch shell sound elicits this response? How do you how do you measure that? Or does it more of an art creative element? That's a great question. And I think what I've had to learn how to do with this particular composition and this show and genre of music, which I'm now calling ocean genre. When people ocean ask genre. Me, okay. what genre do you play? I play ocean genre. Do you have a Spotify playlist that we can look up to just as ocean? <laughs> I, I will make one. That's a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> we do have the album on Spotify, but... Good. Sound that, of the Ocean, right? That's the name of it? Sounds of the Ocean. Okay. Yes. And uh, I like the idea of creating an ocean playlist. In addition to the many that exist already that are ocean waves, you know, this kind of thing, to actually have music with ocean sounds is something that is very inspiring. And, you know, I was going to say that the one thing that working in this genre of music has taught me is really to let go and get out of the way to allow myself to have a conversation with animals that are not thinking so much, you know, let's say. It's more of an embodied practice to mm. release sound. And we don't really know what the whales are saying. We don't really know exactly at which frequency they're saying it. But when I have been in close physical proximity to a whale, a dolphin, or have performed at many of these concerts, there's a connection there that's very, very strong and elicits an emotion both from me as the artist and also for the audience that is extremely powerful. And I, I think a big part of this project has taught me to not try and understand exactly what's going on and to just have the experience and, and see how I feel afterwards uh, mm -hmm. and have more of that experiential approach to creating the music, creating the art, and also receiving it, which was very hard to do at the beginning as someone who really likes to understand things. And I'm a Virgo, so that definitely amplifies it. And kind of learning how to turn my mind off and, and just kind of get into it and allow it to flow through me was a very rewarding experience that I'm very grateful for. And in some of the choices that I made around the instruments to, to include in the show, I was pulling a lot from my training in Nada Yoga, which is an incredible practice that I would encourage anyone interested in this subject to, to dive deeper with. And building in practices like rhythmic entrainment which is extremely powerful to calm the mind and really sink a group of people into a 
unified experience together, you know, when, when there's that rhythmic element. So we do include a lot of percussion in the show and approaches from more of a elemental and yogic tradition than more of a, you know, brainwave scientific background. Yeah. So it's more creative, cathartic, healing. It's really a form of mindfulness. Can you speak a little bit about the benefits of mindfulness and maybe in particular immersive experiences like this as a mindfulness form? Sure. Yes. The practice of mindfulness has been around for a long time. And for those of us who've chosen to commit to it, many people would agree. It completely adds a value to your life, I think, in a way that is it's hard to describe, but when you hear someone say mindfulness, there's this, oh, well, what's that? Mm -hmm. It's, it's a, a way of being perhaps that allows us to be more receptive, I'd say, to maybe ideas or different points of view. And I think really at the core of mindfulness, which is such a big part of my work as a musician and, and the show that we're producing now, it's just a practice of really deep conscious listening to really feel and hear what's going on, both in the music, in the room, in yourself, in the world, in the person next to you, and have that experience be, be transformative and be something that people can learn a lot by, mm -hmm. by doing. And I think there is a strong need in the world these days to listen better. And I've definitely found in my own life, music can be an incredible teacher of that. We'll be right back after word from our sponsor. Nearly nine in 10 registered voters believe the nation faces a mental health crisis, according to a new USA Today Suffolk University poll. Americans are more concerned than ever about their mental health. Mental health first aid provides the resources and training to identify, understand, and respond to signs of mental health and substance use challenges. It provides the confidence and skills needed to offer life-saving assistance, and it provides peace of mind. Our experts provide mental health first aid training for adults, teens, caregivers, veterans, law enforcement, EMS, and school faculty. Mental health concerns are on the rise, but evidence-based training through mental health first aid can make a difference. Visit mentalhealthfirstaid.org to find a course near you, or email hello at mentalhealthfirstaid.org to schedule a training. Courses are available for individuals, groups, organizations, and companies of all sizes. Visit mentalhealthfirstaid.org and make a difference in your community. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've, I've heard it said that mindfulness is really just being very present. I think some people think of it as like turning your mind off, which, you know, maybe that's one way to think of it, but I like how you're describing it where it's, it's more about, I'm thinking of like being grounded and just slowing down and really connecting to yourself, to people around you and nature, I think reminds us to do that all the time, right? In our modern society, we're constantly going, thinking, multitasking. We wake up and check our phone. We go to bed and after we check our phone, right? So there really is a need and a space to just slow down and connect. And it sounds like your immersive experience and your music is a really great way to do that. Thank you. I, I would agree. That's exactly what we're going for. And this particular project started out as a musical project, and it was that for about two and a half years, touring around the world as a, a live concert. And now we've added the, the layer of visual 
media to complement the musical journey. And this really takes the experience to a whole new level. And I've been so inspired by many other immersive shows that have been touring in the last few years and find that with the right combination of sound and imagery, you're really able to take a person out of their own mind and their own moment in life and put them in a very different environment. And this is, I think, so powerful. And we have to really look at the intentions behind where we want to take a person. And, and like any technology, it can be used for many different reasons. But we're certainly focused on bringing people into a deep state of calm and peace and wellness and connection to the natural world, which has, I think, so much beauty and simplicity that sometimes gets overlooked. And um, I was very lucky to spend a few years of my life as an outdoor educator and taking groups of kids on long backpacking trips for two to three weeks at a time, working for companies like Outward Bound and the YMCA, and really soaking up a lot of magic from wild spaces and receiving so much from that. So I, I am really trying to bring that to more people who maybe can't go out for two weeks on a backpacking trip, but still love what it feels like. I, I think it's extremely powerful. Yeah, sounds like it, definitely. But also sounds like you're you're advocating for nature, have a lot of respect for nature and the environment. And I think when I hear about the environment and things, I think conservation is a big buzzword. Is there any overlay or focus on conservation that you'd want to speak to in relation to your music and your advocacy? Yes, absolutely. I realized early in this show's evolution that to only focus on the human benefits was just one half of the story. And it's, it's been talked about and proven for a long time that when we are of service, when we give back, when we can be useful, we also receive a lot from that experience for our own personal well-being. And what we're really hoping that this show can do is allow people to feel so full and relaxed and at peace with themselves that they're motivated to be part of the solution to a lot of the problems that are facing our planet, specifically the ocean. And we um, usually partner with local NGOs in all of the tour destinations where we perform and either have a moment to listen to the local chapters, you know, work that they're doing to get people involved in a beach cleanup or have some type of educational outreach that just lets people know what they can do in their own community to get people to make a difference. And sometimes when we're supported financially, we're able to make donations or have part of the ticket prices go to support those organizations as well. That's and wonderful. We're really, we're really proud of that, very committed to that, and have met some amazing partners in countries like Costa Rica, Egypt, United States, Portugal, and Germany so far. I think those are the big ones who've really seen the potential of, of what an event like this can do for people and want to keep doing that. Yeah, that is wonderful. And, and it makes sense, right? Because part of mindfulness is when we reconnect with ourselves and we're much more able to connect with people around us and nature. And so it makes sense that as, as your music touches people's lives, that they would be more at a space to hold more of the world around them and be able to advocate and think that way. And I think sometimes we're just so busy 
really sometimes I'm so busy. I don't think that much about nature, right? We just get caught up in the modern life. So it makes sense that that would be a secondary aspect of being touched by your experience and your music to then want to give and advocate for nature as well. Absolutely. And and I really see it as a, a, a joint experience and really like a marriage there of, mm. of, of both our deeds as the human race, as well as the needs of the earth. And I, I think that a lot of the problems we've gotten ourselves into are when we see those as opposites and mm. don't try and find the overlap between the mm -hmm. two. So we're really hoping that this can be an example of something that can do that and sit with many other you know, great creations that do that and align the right companies to get involved and be part of those events that will only amplify their incredible work as well. Yeah. Yeah. On that note, do you have maybe a hallmark story of someone that you've encountered or maybe even yourself and seeing that transformational mindset shift towards nature and environmental mindfulness? We've done a few events at some pretty, I'd say, important gatherings around the world. We were part of the United Nations Ocean Conference in Portugal this year, as well as several events during World Oceans Week. And a director of a very well-known international ocean conservation group came to one of the sessions. And I remember she said to me afterwards that she feels like her mind was able to completely turn off and just let go. And she really needed that. Mm. And She's someone who's already working in the conservation field. She's active every day, far more than me in making a real difference and an impact and is such an inspiration. But she still was able to, especially in the midst of a conference where things are so busy and so intense, really allow these sounds and this experience to, to just turn off her mind. And she was so grateful for that experience. And so... Uh, appreciative that we were there to do it because it really added a lot. And I think re-energized her ability to then, you know, get a good maybe night's rest afterwards and, and show up the next day at her desk and keep doing the amazing work that she does. And for me, this was exactly what we hoped to hear. Mm -hmm. And I love getting feedback like that and just hearing how people are able to very quickly just go into a different state, a mind state, you could say a state of consciousness and really enjoy a, a much different you know, experience than how they've spent the rest of their day, especially when, as I'm sure you can relate to and many listeners as well, you have to be going to so many dinners and networking events and moments of connection and always have that mind so active to just for 30 minutes, an hour, you know, give yourself a break is so healthy, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think music really does have a way of getting past our prefrontal cortex, if you will, right? Because we obviously can be thinking about what we're listening to, but really it touches something more primal and more grounded in us, I think. So it makes sense that that would be very refreshing and a nice break really from some of the stresses of the world. Absolutely. And and it really does that. I, I went to study Nada Yoga in India in 2018 and really learning about sound from a much a different background than I grew up with being from the United States. 
allowed me to really understand how powerful it can be for, for just that as, as you described, because, and actually a funny story that I do like to tell is when I first started with the practice of meditation, it was about 10 years ago, I completely hated it. It was, it was not for me at all. <laughs> I hear that from a lot of people and myself too. The first time I tried it, I was like, no, can't do this. <laughs> I, I couldn't do it. I was so thrown out of my comfort zone and, mm. um, I was working on a documentary film at the time and the director asked everyone to sit together and, and meditate in the morning. I thought I was going to go absolutely crazy. And it really wasn't until I found music and sound as a way in mm -hmm. to that practice that I finally had the ability to, to understand, you know, what, what it's all about. I still consider myself a beginner with it, but the sound element has been so helpful for me as a, a very busy guy and someone who, you know, has a hard time being still. And I hope it can do that for a lot of people. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that you explained that and shared that because as a, you know, clinical therapist, we often talk about mindfulness. And I think when I was in training too, the first thing I think of is like, like you said, sitting still, maybe counting, trying not to think about anything. And that's just quite difficult for certain personalities, myself included. And so I remember I had a supervisor one time who loved mindfulness. I really respect her. And she was going on a retreat one time and we thought it was like a vacation because she had to get coverage for supervision, but no, she was going on it. I think it was three weeks long of completely silent meditation. Hmm. And I just remember thinking like, wow, I really respect her. How can she possibly how can anyone possibly do it that long? And obviously she had practiced quite a bit, but I learned from her a lot about mindfulness is where I'm going with this. And she mentioned that it's really can be different for different people. For some people, maybe it's fishing. You're out there in nature and you're not thinking you're connecting with nature. For some people, it's certain types of music and definitely in, in what we're talking about today, it's the combination of nature and music. And there is really a lot of power in that. So I can understand how people can very quickly, like you were saying, when they hear your music, just shift their mental state. So, you know, I think that's encouraging for our listeners that don't give up. If you've tried the classic sitting still and not thinking, and it's not working, there's plenty of other avenues to try and recenter and, and engage in mindfulness. Definitely. And on this topic, I, I like to reference one of my teachers. He's an incredible inspiration to me from Portugal. His name is Bruno Teixeira. And he really showed me this path of music as a therapeutic practice, I'd say, at the beginning of my journey with it, and refers to the practice of meditation and mindfulness as something to build into your day. Mm. And I think it is very useful to have a dedicated time to sit and really just sit and be present. But there are many days where I don't do that, and I don't have maybe time or patience or just the abilities to do that. Although I always think we have the ability to do it. So I shouldn't say that, but I just, I don't do it every day, but I still would say that I build a meditative and a mindful practice into my life. And that keeps me much more balanced than before I, I understood what that could feel like. And yeah, I'd say this is also important, hopefully for listeners who, who also are busy and, and don't necessarily always have time for one specific type of mindful practices, it can look many different ways. And mm -hmm. I love the analogy you make as fishing, for example, extremely meditative practice and cooking can be as well. You know, 
there's, I think, just a difference in how we are looking at what it is that we're doing. And this is yes. a huge part of it. That's what my supervisor was referring to earlier used to say. She would say, you know, we're human beings, we're not human doings. And so you can go through your whole day and just be doing, 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 but try and find little moments, like whether you're washing dishes or like you mentioned cooking or maybe drawing with your kids or whatever, just try and center in and use it as a a meditative moment. So yeah, I I definitely, I think that's wonderful and it makes sense and, you know, take some practice, but there's plenty of opportunities throughout the day, especially once you find what your, your way in, as you mentioned earlier is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't think I would have found that without music for me, you know, that was, that was really what, what motivated me to, to really focus on, on this part of life. Yeah. I have to ask, I'm trying to imagine what you were like as a child. Did you always love music? Did you always love the ocean? Did you ever think that you would integrate those two things together? I, yes to loving music. Yes to loving the ocean. Never thought I would be integrating <laughs> them together. Imagine if you never moved to the West Coast. I bet this never would have come about. Definitely not. Definitely not. I got to travel a lot in the last decade of my life and seeing a lot of the places that I went to as a kid because I did grow up a scuba diver was inspiring and also a bit deflating for me because a lot of those places have been very polluted. Mm. And so there was, um, I guess, this story building over time and this project in particular moment that I'm in now feels very much like an integration of many different chapters of my life. But as a child, I, I was big into sports, very competitive, very much in that kind of mainstream, you could say, way mm. of seeing the world and and thinking about what it is that I need to achieve. And it really wasn't until I started getting very uh, detached from modern society and going on those long backpacking and hiking trips that I started to, to see the world differently. And my parents were both avid scuba divers, so we did get to go on a lot of trips as a kid and spend time underwater. And I always remember my dad describing that experience as like, what he imagines it feels like to be floating in outer space. Mm. And I think this is something that I, I never forgot and definitely came back when I, when I heard those recordings of how to, how to recreate that because it is such a peaceful experience. I don't know if you've ever scuba dived before, but that is an incredible way to immerse and connect and you know, get yeah. in touch with, with the world. I went snorkeling once and it terrified me. So I think that maybe I'll stick with your Spotify playlist. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) No, but no, that makes a lot of sense. And it's it's always, I think, fun to see how people's stories and all the different chapters of their lives come together sometimes to make something very impactful and meaningful. And that's definitely what your art has done. Well, as we come to a close, is there anything that you want to leave our listeners to challenge them as the next step to think about their relationship with nature, maybe explore mindfulness? Yeah, I would I would say, you know, since this is really focused on behavioral health, I, I think that the best way I, I could support this mission that you have is to just encourage anyone who's maybe struggling or wondering, like, what can I do in my life? Just Give yourself permission to relax and take a moment of pause and do things a bit slower, maybe, you know, a bit more spacious and and taking time to really feel through how how you're really doing with something before making a decision about it or even 
feeling the need to respond in, in any way, shape, or form. And it's okay to say, I'll think about that and get back to you. I think this is, mm. this is a really powerful one that I've, I've felt very helpful over the years. And then go into nature. Just sit in complete silence in the woods and listen as deeply as possible to what you hear. Maybe write about it. Maybe make a song about it if you're creative or just do that and enjoy it. Good tips. Good tips. Where can we learn more about you and your work, specifically maybe your upcoming dates for your Sounds of the Ocean tour? Yes, great question. We have a website. It's soundsoftheocean.com. Okay. And all of our formats and tour dates are listed there. We're currently scheduling our 2023 dates in America. We'll be in Egypt this year at the climate conference, and then we'll be pretty much done for the year. So... Next year is going to be really exciting for us. And we encourage anyone who's interested to come to a live show to sign up to our mailing list and stay in touch with us on Instagram and Facebook at Sounds of the Ocean. And of course, listen to the music on Spotify. <laughs> yes. And if someone wanted to learn more about embodied sounds in general, do you have any resources for that? We do. We also have a website for our production company, which is called Embodied Sounds, which okay. is at embodiedsounds.com. And we are really excited to be growing the team right now and doing a fundraising seed round, which is going to be coming up over the next couple of months to help us scale and grow a lot of these projects. So if you'd like to host a wellness session for your corporation or organization of any kind, we are looking to do more stuff with groups in a live setting or virtual setting. Those can be facilitated pretty much from anywhere. And are also putting together some retreats that will be very exciting for people to, to come on. So there's a lot happening with Embodied Sounds and please sign up to that mailing list as well if you're interested in those offerings. That's great. And we'll link all that in the, the show notes so people can find all that information. Thank you so much. Really yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I'm really glad that you were able to join us today. Thanks so much for taking the time. This has been really interesting. I've never really thought about much about integrating specifically ocean sounds and mindfulness as an art experience. So this was really fun to learn about. Yeah. Thanks for taking the time. You're so welcome. I, I really enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, same. I really appreciate you taking the time to discuss this with me. And also thanks to our listeners for joining Joshua and I today. We appreciate you being here with us. As a reminder, this episode, its resources, and all of our other shows can be found on our webpage at triadhq.com slash BHT. So visit triadhq.com slash BHT today and explore our archive of previous shows. We'll leave our show today with another sample of Joshua's music, and we look forward to having you back with us next time on Behavioral Health Today. <laughs>